I am so sorry. It's okay. Stuff happens. Just wanted to make sure. As long as everything's fine on your end. Like, no, everything's fine. I just looked at my calendar and somehow completely didn't see it. <laughs> I have no logical explanation. That's all right. <laughs> well, I apologize. Thank you for being understanding. Yeah. Um. Okay, so... <laughs> Let me pull up your document and um so was there anything in particular you wanted to talk about today? And I have a guess what you're gonna say, but what you answer your way. Yeah, I have a I have a couple of things. Okay, great. Tell me. Um ooh. well, one is pricing, and I think that's a big thing because yep. when can't remember who it was it was like $300 for a 12 by 12 penny I'm, I'm like what <laughs> because I would never even think to charge that for a 12 by 12 painting you know what I mean yeah so and I know that's my problem not hers I'm I'm sure her I'm sure well hurt. we'll talk about it keep going <laughs> so that's one thing um and then uh I took off the children's illustration on my website because I realized that I'm really just interested in illustrating my own books and not other people's books. Okay. Um, so I took that off and I replaced it with something else that I really love doing. Um, and I'm hoping to drum up some commissions for them. Um, so you took them off but you okay so let me just make sure i'm understanding you okay you don't want to do books for other people you want to do books for you you took them off your website and then I took what? it out of my portfolio until i have time and opportunity to work more on my own okay thing. you know what i mean got it yeah okay. um i have my i have my other books they're not on my art website they're on my dragon charmer website but um you know, I still have those and they're up and for sale and whatever, but yeah, <laughs> I okay. took the illustration page off my portfolio for, for children's books specifically. Okay. Um, and then uh, one of my questions I answered already while I, I was waiting for you earlier. Um, Which, tell me what it was though now. Huh? Now I'm curious. Tell me what it was. Oh, I, um, you know, when we were meeting with the group on Tuesday and I was, everyone's taught, you're talking about this video and that document. And I'm like, I have no idea. I've never seen those in my life. If you don't know where something is, please ask. Well, I, I figured it out. Okay. But so, really, I don't want you to have to go figure it out. Just ask. And yeah. I'll put you in the direction. Right. So, but I don't know like where I missed that in translation. You know what I mean? It could have just been mm. that scanned the email and I just didn't read it close enough because uh, my magazine work life has been very was it about what's happening this month is that maybe it was it in there yeah it was in the email okay. and then I've I've put some a couple of things in slack okay. um, so if, awesome. if I'm understanding what you are saying that you're missing it has been around but it's like Yes. 
Yeah, I didn't get a, Jen, look here. <laughs> so. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, and you know, my, my hours for the magazine have been completely nuts, so. Um, Which is good and bad. Yes, good and bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Yeah. Oh, and the last thing was, I don't know if you can see this, but my thought when I was drawing this little cutie the other day Aww. was, She's, um, I love her nose. Thanks. Um, my thought was to make, well, I wasn't sure, make a doll from her, but do I sell the pattern? And then there's a print that goes along with it that you can purchase that goes with it. Or do I just sell the original doll? And you know, there's also a piece of art that goes with it. Do you know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, but that was my other. That was my other, like, um, exciting idea. <laughs> and it brings yeah. the two two things that I do together. Right, which is very cool. I kind of really like that. But do I sell the sewing pattern, or do I sell? The original doll okay or so let's talk doll. through all of it because in my mind probably not the way you're thinking about it but it all comes back to pricing mm -hmm. so okay. let's actually let's start at the end okay the the doll plus pattern do i sell the original doll meaning i am going to make the doll yes just yeah. one and um sell the original doll with a piece of art kind of as like a bundle mm -hmm. or do i sell a print plus pattern right which i mean i have to make the doll to make the sewing pattern anyway so right what if there's not a wrong answer <laughs> what if it's like um the original doll with the original painting and then yes. the pattern with the print exactly okay so yeah. it's like you can have the already done beautiful most <laughs> exclusive one or you can do it yourself yeah i kind of like that what do you yeah think? that makes sense yeah um and then you're not like tied to making a million dolls which i don't which want to do <laughs> which you don't want to do, which is probably never going to equal time and energy and money lining up. It doesn't. <laughs> Not at but, all. But but it can be more expensive because you're including the art with it. Right. Yeah. And, you know, I have a lot of other little dolls that are already made that I could base a piece of art off of. What do you think people are going to go more gaga for is it going to be the doll or the art i don't know because it depends on who comes in my booth you know what i mean so i kind of like the idea of the art being for sale being meaning like you can buy this painting and because you're buying the original painting you're also gonna as a bonus get the doll that the the painting was inspired from or however you want to say that okay and then the same thing with the print if you buy the print you can also get a pattern for the doll as an extra so you're so pricing think, it so art -wise. i think 
Yeah, so I think the sewing pattern, the sewing pattern will, wouldn't be the bonus. It'd be the print that would be the bonus in that. Okay. Case. Actually, that makes more sense because not yeah. everyone knows how to sew. Exactly. <laughs> or wants to. Or wants to sew. Right. Um. So what do I do if, if, you know, if like I, if I bring the doll and the piece of art and they're, you know, they're together as a bundle and somebody says, oh, will you just sell the doll or will you just sell the painting? As I can see. Well, that's why I was wondering about it not being a bundle, but you're selling one thing, but you're pricing it to include both. Mm -hmm. So it's not like well, I don't really want to pay for the doll too, or I don't really want to pay for the painting too. It's, this is how you get the doll is by buying the painting. Or if you get the painting, you get the doll too. And you can okay. gift it to somebody if you don't want it. You're not, just, you're not charging extra for either one. Mm -hmm. So I would just have to, whatever it's I just, the painting would have to cover what I would normally charge for the doll as well. Exactly. It's, okay. it's more like just a positioning thing so that you don't get these haggle bits. And right. I feel like it makes whichever one they want more appealing because they're paying for one, but then they're getting a, a significant other thing too. Mm -hmm. Okay. So that's, I wanted to talk about that first because your first question pricing was, am I pricing high enough essentially was your question. Mm -hmm. um, what would you want to charge for that? Um, well, the painting is going to be like nine by 12. Okay. And the doll will probably wind up being about eight inches tall, seven or eight inches tall. So okay. I would charge, um, I would probably charge around, and this is probably on a little on the low side, but probably $150 for the doll is like what I would have charged in the past mm -hmm. um but the painting I you know I, I would have probably just charged like 125 dollars for a painting that size okay so, so 275 you get both right that how does that feel for you when you say that out loud it actually feels a little low for both <laughs> but when you pull them apart it it doesn't it doesn't feel low, so I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if you've seen it. I'm guessing you haven't, but I made a video, a, a different video about pricing called energetic pricing. Did you get to watch that maybe, Jen? Okay, I'll give you the gist of it. Um, instead of pricing based on size or what somebody else would charge for their small or or, 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 or mm -hmm. like basically throwing all the rules out the window and saying, what is a number that I can say that feels good to me to say both that I'm going to get what I feel is a fair compensation for what I have made and that also feels fair to the opposite party where I don't feel like I'm ripping them off 
because if I do, I'm not going to try to sell it. And if I don't think I'm going to get enough for it, I'm not going to try to sell it or like truly try, like give it your best effort. Mm -hmm. So instead of trying to price based on all these rules, we price it based on what is that number? So you just gave me 275. And so when I asked you how you felt about it, you said it feels a little low, actually. So what number doesn't feel a little low? Um, I think if we brought it up to like 325, that feels better. Okay. And then I like to add just a little bit of push. Okay. So like even an extra $25 because I want, I want you to stretch a little bit. Okay. I don't want it to be so much extra that it's uncomfortable for you to ask for it, but I, I want to constantly be dialing up your capacity to ask for more. Okay. So like 350. Hell, let's go for 375. 375. Does that feel okay to you? Is that like, is it stretchy, but not too stretchy? Yeah. Okay. So we have just increased your price $100. That's about a 33% increase-ish. How does that feel? Good. 375, it is. We have a winner. Bada bing, bada boom. Okay, so the reason why you brought up that pricing question originally was because someone else said I charge three or $400 for my small. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so Good. if we're comparing, then we're going to start feeling bad about it again. Right. But we can't do that because she has done her own work to get to where her prices are. And if we're constantly like, dialing improving and getting feedback and going back and like doing this little dance our price we're going to be able to do our price like this but without that um like just picking a number out of a sky or say this is this is what i want to be charging eventually so i'm just going to go for it and then like never being able to spit it out or say it or like retreat and stop telling people about your art I had one client who who's I had such a hard time helping her figure out her pricing because she felt that it was worth I don't I don't even remember the numbers I'm gonna make it up five thousand dollars but she could not ask for that like she just couldn't and so um, she just wouldn't put herself out there, but she refused to go lower on her pricing, but she was so uncomfortable with that pricing that nothing worked for her. Oh no. It was so like, I just wanted to be like, either like mindset go or like, we got to lower your prices. And that was really hard to see that. And so I don't, I don't want that to happen to you. It, that's not going to happen to me. So I'm not going to be like, well, 
what's your goal? Let's divide it by three. And that's your price because that doesn't always work right. with the energetic side. So I feel that seems like a very great price. It feels like you are comfortable with it. And it's not so high that someone's going to go, oh my God, really? Like, <laughs> so, I mean, let's go there, sell the thing, prove to ourselves that 33% jump wasn't so bad and start bringing our other prices up to meet that and then continue moving upward from there. That sounds good. <clears throat> so that being said, What else? Uh, what do you want to sell? What and that's one thing, right? Is that like the thing you want to focus on, or is that like a side note? I think that's kind of a side note, yeah. But um, but it is definitely something that I want to do. Okay. Um, so if it's not for the side note, what else is there? Uh, well, I have my, uh, you know, I've been hoarding all of my original paintings all winter for, for this summer and all the, all the shows I'm doing this summer. Um, so I would, I would love it if, you know, I didn't have any paintings to put on my wall come fall. Yeah. Um, so I've got those. Um, and I always are these all the ones that are going in that the show at the cafe, or is um, this not all? Of, not all of them will hang there because I hung stuff there last October as well. Um, so I'm going to try to hang some new stuff there. Um, I only sold. I had two inquiries last time I hung, and I sold one. Um, so I. I I have no illusions that everything will sell while it's, while it's hanging there for four weeks. Um, but it's an opportunity for it to sell while you're not doing anything. Yes, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I have to frame everything anyway, because of the shows for the summer. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, so I've got that. And then I've got my you know, I make, I make cards out of some of the things that I paint and I make, prints out of some of the things that I paint and I make stickers out of some of the things that I paint. So I have all that little stuff. Right. Well, which I'm, I'm, I'm happy with the way those are priced. Um, okay. It's just my original paintings that I am a little wishy-washy. Like, I feel like I, maybe I'm not asking for enough, but I also like, don't want to be stuck with everything for another year. So what are you asking? Seventy-five. Um, no. Um, so I, I was asking 85 for ones that were very simple, like, um, like, like this guy, <laughs> you know, where there's no background and it's just like an animal kind of just on white, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I would ask for something like that. I would ask 85 not framed just matted if it's framed I ask for more okay. um, and if it's got more to it more background then I go up to um I go up to about 145 or 165 depending on the size but right in there somewhere 
Um, and if it's framed again, I add a, I add a little bit to that. Um, and then I have a couple of really big paintings that are like 20 by 24. I don't usually paint that big. Um, and I put 575 on those, but I haven't sold either one of them. So uh, let's see. So essentially like your showcase piece size is 575. Mm -hmm. Down to your lowest is 85. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the reason why and the reason why I don't love pricing by size is because then your prices are just kind of like all over the place. Um and that's not like the end of the world by any means. But it just makes your life easier when you're like do you want something big or do you want something small? Here's <laughs> the prices. Yeah. Um, I'm inclined to say, I'd rather you not differentiate with the background. Okay. Because one, when we are, always pricing like by how long it takes us mm -hmm. it makes it hard to ever really increase our margins okay do you are you following what i'm saying so like for example you have the hummingbird and the hummingbird with a tree i don't know and they're both 145 and that's just the price of what that size looks like. And then we keep most of our stuff in that price range, the same size-ish. Mm -hmm. So okay. it doesn't feel incongruent to keep all our prices there. Okay. And then that hummingbird that doesn't have the background, if you sold it, it's a higher margin than the one that does have the background. And if we learn, actually people love the one without the background because it's cleaner or whatever. Then mm -hmm. we just eliminate the background ones <laughs> and we make more money doing the clean background. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Does that feel good or bad to you? Um. I think it's just going to take me a little while to realize that the, even if I didn't spend as much time on it, it doesn't have a lot of background that it's still as valuable as the one I did spend more time with the background on. So you, in your head, you are equating time with value. The more time I put on into it, the more valuable it is. When um, in reality, what? Yeah, I guess, I guess in a way I, I am. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's totally normal, like time for money. Mm -hmm. But in reality, they're buying a, for lack of a better word, a product. Mm -hmm. And they don't really care how the products came to be. They're just buying the thing that they like. 
Okay. So what do you, how, how do you feel about, um, how do you feel about selling an original that's just matted versus having it framed? Personally, I don't really care either way. I think different audiences appreciate frames in different ways. And you probably know your audience better than I do. Um, if you find that people gravitate and are willing to buy the framed one over the matted one, then I would make sure they're framed. If people are like, do you have any other frames? Can I change the frame? I don't really like your frame or can I buy it unframed or anything along those lines? I would sell them matted. Yeah, no, I haven't run into that. All of them that are, that were framed, they just, they didn't ask those questions. Um, so I would okay. start um, trying to ask those questions. Like when people are showing interest, Hey, would you mind if I just asked you, because I'm kind of doing some audience research, how do you feel about being framed? Do you like that it's framed? Do you wish it wasn't framed? Like, what would you prefer in the future? Yeah. Okay. That's a good idea. I was just thinking, you know, like maybe I take something that's more simple, like the hummingbird and mm -hmm. just package it with its mat and frame some, use the frame for something else. that's a little more detailed. You know what I mean? And right. I think that would feel better to me um, as far as cost, you know, to just the ones that are matted, just sell them, sell them at a lower price point than the ones that are framed and have more detail and whatever and charge more for those. Mm. Feels better to me, but. Okay. So can I make a suggestion though? Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, moving forward. If that's gonna be our higher price point, it's framed, it's more detailed, it's matted, it's all the things. Can mm -hmm. we make that one a little bit larger of a size? So it's not the detail that is the thing, it's the, the combination of factors that mean I feel comfortable charging more. Yeah, I think so. So essentially, I, we didn't land on a price yet. But the, the simple background, the mat, you originally said 85. So let's just use that as a jumping off point. Okay. We can work on it. But what, let's start with the middle actually. Okay. More, a little bit bigger. I don't know how much bigger, but not 20 by 24, because that's your large size. Like 12 but, by 16, probably. What was that? 12 by 16, probably, because I have to go, you know, like by the, by the size of the watercolor paper. <laughs> sure. I mean, that's a perfectly logical way to do it. Right. So 12 by 16, detailed, framed, what feels good to charge there? Uh, um, I would like to say about 425. I think you're making that's a face though. Kind of like what? You what? look like you were making a face. Um, well, that's kind of like my stretch. 425 would be a little, would be a little stretchy. Mm -hmm. What um, would not be stretchy out of curiosity? 
more like 375, but yeah. 375. What's the butt? <laughs> is it comfortable? Yeah. 375 is comfortable. 425 would be like, yes, take it. You know, like, <laughs> <my favorite. laughs> okay. So if we were using my formula, which we don't have to, but if we were, pull out my calculator. The 425 would either be times two or times three for your big size. So let's say times two and a half, which would make it about 1,050 for your big price. And then that divided by 10 would be your little price. So then it'd be a set about 100, 400, 1,000. Okay. So I actually sold some simple paintings last summer but they were framed and they were uh one i think i sold them for 135 mm. um, but that's i i upped the price a little bit because of the town they were hanging in <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> um but i've also um you know like made it a point to do shows this summer that were in those price price towns you know what i mean yeah uh, so I could definitely lift my simple ones that were uh, that were matted to to one twenty five and feel comfortable asking for that. Okay, one twenty five, simple matted, four twenty five, detailed framed, twelve by sixteen, and the simple matted is nine by twelve. Yeah, about sometimes they're eight by 10, but right around there. Close enough. Yeah. Okay, so the biggest separation here between where we're at and what I would do mm -hmm. if we were just theorizing is this 575 to 1050. And while I wouldn't have a problem increasing the price I feel that you would actually I don't you don't mm -mm. tell me more um well the two paintings that I have that are that big um one of them is very detailed mm -hmm. and the other one just took me a long time and was a pain in the ass <laughs> Okay, it looks so good in my dining room. So if it doesn't sell, it doesn't sell. Exactly. Well, <laughs> and you have never, well, you haven't sold these for 575. I don't know if I can say never sold anything for 575. Yeah. Okay. So if we like super increased the price, I actually, I was surprised, but I felt a little bit of excitement over there. <laughs> yeah. If you're like, uh, like it's not even worth trying to sell it for five seventy five, but like nobody's gonna pay more, and you just get stuck in this like. Ugh. But then when you said, "Oh, I would increase the price," <laughs> I mean that could be part of the problem why they haven't sold because you haven't wanted to sell them for that because it didn't feel worth it. Right. So if we're at the point where we're like, well, they'll just hang in my dining room anyway why wouldn't we right 
the reason, part of the reason why I really love that big stretchy price mm-hmm. is because when they do sell, I don't know when that is, but when they do, you're going to see what people will actually pay. And then you're going to feel better about, even better about your lower prices, which makes it even easier for them to sell and or increase them. Okay. Well, one, one of my big paintings is very niche, so it's going to take the right person. <laughs> that makes it easier to sell though. Yeah, maybe. We'll see. What? Tell me about the niche. Um, are you familiar with Redwall, the books? No, I'm not, unfortunately. Well, if, you're, if your son grows up and uh, loves medieval warriors and okay. animals, that's, that's the book series for him. Oh, okay. Um, so Redwall. Yeah, they're, um, they're badgers, but, um, you know, they're set in a, um, they have medieval type accoutrements um and the the border is very like celtic naughty you know mm-hmm. so. is this on etsy it's not on etsy but you can see it on my website well because niche things are pretty great on Etsy because you got people searching for those things i True. mean probably not a lot but when they do then boom there you are yeah um, yeah, I have neglected my, my Etsy shop that I was planning on using for my artwork, mm-hmm. my paintings. Um, yeah, I, I have neglected it. <laughs> why? Tell me why. Um, partly because Etsy pisses me off all the time. <laughs> Fair. Um, and they just, uh, I don't know. It ticks me off that they take such a big fee and I'd rather sell something off my website, but then it's trying to get people to get to my website. So, I mean, I, I get it. It's a trade-off. Um, and the other thing is, is, you know, if I can spend three hours painting or three hours loading things on Etsy, I'm always going to choose to paint (laughs) Mm-hmm. Okay, oh. so here's my thoughts. Um, I do want you to put them on Etsy. Okay. And I'm very rarely going to say this, but I want you to do double the work <laughs> and also put them on your website. Because if you are sending people somewhere, I don't want them, I don't want you sending them to Etsy. Right. But the reason to put them on Etsy is because it's got its own built-in audience with people searching for things that you might have. Yeah. And you already know how to use it. You're familiar. I mean, like, you've already got some mojo built up with the platform. Right. So do I I put them in my regular Etsy shop or do I put them in my... The other Etsy shop that I started. The sewing. Mm-hmm. 
um, because you had this dull pattern idea, mm -hmm. dull pattern painting idea, mm -hmm. I think they all need to go in the same shot. Okay. Because I feel like that could be a really cool niche mm -hmm. for you is creating the character and the painting and then having either the expensive version or the DIY version. Yeah. Like if I came across that, I'd be like, oh, that's a really good idea. Yeah. And that's not to say you have to create a doll for everything. Right. But when you are into it, I think people are gonna be into that. Yeah. Okay. Very tactile. Mm -hmm. Will you do me a favor and like really put this dull pattern thing out there in your shows and on your Instagram, wherever you're doing it? Um, and like really give it a full go. Yeah. Because I want to see what happens. Okay. Because if it proves to be something that people really like, I want to encourage you to try like adding a doll pattern thing to a couple of couple more mm -hmm. and see if it's a trend. Okay. I really like that for you. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. If there, okay, just playing devil's advocate here. If there was a doll included with a detailed 12 by 16 original would 425 then feel bad um no it doesn't feel bad i just wonder if people are going to bulk at it mm. you know? see i'm feeling like we should up it <laughs> I mean, I'm fine. I'm fine starting at 425 and and I'm fine either way, starting at 425 and seeing how long it takes to sell. Or uh -huh. starting at 375 and if it sells fast, knowing you have to raise it. No. I want to start at 425 and see how fast it sells and then raise it from there. Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and that gives you room for if you, I don't want you to do them with the singles or with the, the small ones. Right. Um, but the, the big size, even that might be one way to make you feel really good about that big size. And I'm not saying we have to like go out and make all these things now. Right, right. We're starting with where we're starting. But I, I'm just kind of thinking, if, if it works like I think it might work, mm -hmm. then are we having to start over? And I feel like the answer is no. Okay. You agree? Yeah. Okay. Then there was the question of the books. Well, you, you, you had a question about the books and, the, and my plays. <laughs> but I, I don't know what your question was. You just said that you wanted to talk to me about it. 
Let me think. Because okay. <laughs> I said I would send you a copy of To Find a Wonder because it's it's really great to read aloud to your kids because it's funny. Um, yeah, and I just happened to mention that it's also a musical. I have two books that are like that. The musical bit. Yeah. Okay, where was my head going? I, I, you're jogging it. <laughs> um, I asked you if you had the you recordings. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, so I don't know exactly where I was going with that. And I probably didn't at that time either. But one of my very, very favorite things to do, we just did, is putting two different things together and using that to market or to increase your price or to really define your niche. So the doll and the pattern thing, that is an example of that. It's like two of your loves mm -hmm. coming together to form a that's so Jennifer. So I think that's where I was going with the musical thing too, okay. is um, your art or your books turning into musicals and how can we market that aspect of it? Um, but I almost feel like your dream, and correct me if I'm going off the deep end here, is more like less create artwork, more create a world that you can live in. It's almost like Disney. Mm -hmm. like they they draw something but then they make a movie out of it then they make merchandise but then they <laughs> and it just becomes this whole thing and I feel like that's what you want yes and adding on to that the first time we talked you were talking about this whole world oh yeah you actually said that like a whole neighborhood to make a world and the smaller version of that was the the thing that you're doing in the fall it's in the fall right the fairy festival fairy tale festival um so they became musicals how did they become musicals tell me a little bit about that uh so the first one um uh a couple of my kids were involved in this really intensive musical theater program in the summers when we lived in new hampshire mm -hmm. um and i just asked the director gave him a copy of the book and said, I think this would make an awesome musical. What do you think? And he read it and he was like, heck yeah. So I wrote the, the book and then they hired, um, the theater hired two um, music majors from Yale to write the music. <laughs> and it's been produced twice, once here in Michigan and once in New Hampshire. Do you um, have the rights to this production? Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second one, um, I had, uh, there was a guy in our town in New Hampshire who was, he's an Emmy nominated composer and lyricist. Mm -hmm. And his daughter kept bringing my book home from the library, like over and over and over again. And he's like, okay, I got to figure out why she's reading this book over and over again. Um, so he read it and he emailed me. He's like, what do you think about if we, and I'm like, hell yeah. Um, so yeah, so six months later, we had a full loan production ready to go um and then that's I really amazing <laughs> i mean not all 
that that other people see your vision to bring it to life inside of a two-dimensional storybook is not i don't know very many storybooks that get turned into musicals right like really and the fact that both of yours have is kind of incredible yeah i have a picture book manuscript that's a musical as well but it's only like a 15 minute it's very it's very short and then i have um a one hour like a dinner theater piece that's for adults that's also musical that one hasn't been produced yet because we finished it you know during covid so and i just haven't put my put my feelers out yet to to get that one on stage do you have artwork with i mean you have the books obviously but like could people buy art of these books? So, or what uh, would you want it to be? So the art for the books was done by my friend, Pat Ann Lewis, McDougal. Oh. I, I made sewing patterns of the characters that I do sell. Uh-huh. Um, but- Why didn't you illustrate your book? Because To Find a Wonder was published 14 years ago, and I was not the artist then that I am now. <laughs> gotcha. And she's really awesome. So I don't know how she would feel about me doing my own illustrations and selling them. But I mean, it was a, for, it was a work for hire job. So as long as my stuff doesn't look like her stuff, you know, right. it'd probably be okay. Mm -hmm. But people do always ask me, you know, will you make the doll to go along with the book? Not anymore. <laughs> I heard of it. Mm -hmm. Sorry, my brain's spinning in all the different directions in a good way. <laughs> And the other thing is, is I've really been trying the last couple of years to like not overwhelm people in my booth because I do do so much. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I've heard over and over and over again, you got to pare your booth down so that, you know, there's not all kinds of different things because then people will walk away. They won't buy because they'll be too overwhelmed. So who said that? I don't know. I've heard all kinds of people say that about like about your booth specifically or just general booth advice. Um, I guess in I guess both, both more okay. in general, but some... I haven't seen your booth. Yeah. And you do do a lot of different things. And I generally agree that there should be a focus, mm -hmm. but <laughs> I am experiencing a whole world with you. So I feel I like your booth kind of needs to reflect that in a way. I need a store. <laughs> you need a store. <laughs> you I need do. like, have you ever been to Las Vegas? Once. Did you go to the M&M store? No, no. I had a nine month old on my back. <laughs> yes, I was taking him to the M&M store. Um, it's just like two stories of M&Ms, but it's not just M&Ms, M&M merchandise. And there's like 
statues of M&Ms and like that's what I'm getting from you mm-hmm. so I don't think it's that it needs to be pared down I think it's that it needs to be curated to make sense okay yeah I'm almost feeling more is better but just very purposefully more mm-hmm. okay that makes sense well, let's start with the, the doll and painting idea. Yeah. Um, I guess the easiest place for my brain to go with the musical thing is at your, what's your event called? The uh, fall one. Hogwarts and Toad Bellies. <laughs> um, <laughs> is there a stage there by any chance? There is. And that was something I was go. I was going to see how it went this year. And that was something I was going to ask about next year, who's maybe doing a production there. Mm-hmm. Okay. Good. I'm glad that's in your head. Mm-hmm. It's probably <laughs> too much to get to, together even four, five, six months down the road. But I want you to start thinking in worlds. Mm-hmm. How can I create an experience? Um, and the doll and the pattern are start of that. What do you have coming up? You have the um, cafe, mm-hmm. and you're going to put art on the walls. Yep. I'm wondering if there's another dimension that could be added to that. What would that be? I don't know. I I am doing a meet and greet the artist on that first Saturday. Good. So I'm doing that with it. Um, And then I take it down and I immediately go to a show called Art on the Grand, um, which the uh, one of the board members invited me to apply when I was at a different show last year. Um, and said she thought I would do really well. Um, so hopefully. Um, and then I have, so that's the first weekend in June. And then I have, where's my calendar? Here it is. Um, then I have the Michigan Lavender Festival, which has like 140,000 people show up over the weekend um, at the end of the month. You're doing a yeah. lot of shows. Well, I have also a little tiny thingy in town here. I don't make very much money, but I feel like it's good to put my face out in my own town. Sure. And it's cheap. It's like 25 bucks. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, okay, so... Sorry, I'm, I'm not trying to interrupt. Nope, you oh, and then I go to the Celtic Festival in July. And then I go to an art festival in one of the more pricey towns at the end of July that I've done for the last couple of years. Um, and I always do pretty well there. It's called Chelsea Sights and Sounds. And then I don't have anything for August or September and yet, and the... Um, Hogwarts and Toad Bellies is October 7th. So I feel like the best thing that we could do 
for you in the near future would be to really think about how you want your booth to stand out. Mm -hmm. um, and part of that is was it everything coming together to make sense mm -hmm. like you've got stickers you've got uh, big paintings medium paintings small paintings dolls patterns mm -hmm. there needs to be some cohesive string pulling them all together mm -hmm even a little bit further than just animals. Right. So I, I, I know your artwork, but I don't know what you have planned for these things. Is there a cohesive theme string or do you feel like it's kind of scattered? Um, I mean, other than most of my paintings are animals and or fairies uh yeah I kind of feel like it's a little bit a little bit helter skelter it's gotten better over the years yeah and that's okay I'm just I just want to like think and plan a little bit ahead for you and I know that you've already got some things but like as we continue moving forward how can we curate it even a little bit more right and I think that's a really good word to use. Um, I was looking for photos and they must be on my iPad. I'll drop some photos of what my booth looks like um, when we get off. I'll drop them in Slack because they're on my iPad. You know the thing that, and maybe this is just me, maybe other things stand out more for other people, but the thing that stands out the most to me about your work is like animals, like in their setting, like the forest animals, the is that a bear in a meadow, like that kind of feel for me, it feels like maybe for me, your strongest. Mm -hmm. And the thing that probably people relate, relate to most, I don't know if that's the right word, but maybe are gonna be most drawn to. Mm -hmm. Do you like that or do you? The, the bears in the meadow specifically? The fact that the thing that I'm saying I think your strongest is, is the animals in a setting. Yeah. You do like that or you don't? I do. Yeah, yeah. I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that's kind of where I see your booth going is it's almost like a magical forest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I put little mushrooms everywhere. <laughs> little toadstools, yeah. Yeah, for sure, magical forest, yes. And how does it become a magical forest without being like vacation Bible school? <laughs> you know Which what is good too. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Well, it can be good. It depends. Yeah. It depends who's decorating. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So 
are you talking about like when people step in my booth they're like kind of transported to like this little magical yes place I really like that yes and I mean the fairies fit into that too like yeah and I I use the fairies should stay oh yeah um and I use a lot of really got that I use a lot of um wood uh you know wood crates wood um baskets that I my husband made me a um a couple of screens that are chicken wire fence but the the it's wood outside so I like uh velcro baskets and little wooden um boxes and stuff to those that hold my cards and everything oh cool um but I could definitely get like some greenery to you know some moss or something but I even further than just the decorating which I I love the little touches I can but, um, like how can your products reflect that okay yeah so starting to kind of like curate your products to fit into that world mm-hmm. um you described one of your big paintings as probably not fitting into that is the other one uh no they both do the, uh, they the both other, do yeah it's a it's a bear in a in a tree okay but the colors are very um fantastical i guess is there one that you like above the other do they go well together yeah they would go fine together okay the, I, I tend to use the same colors in my paintings over and over and over again other than yeah. being true to whatever color the animal is but yeah I'm just thinking about like the big the big showcase thing that draws them in mm-hmm. and then yeah like them just feeling like oh did you go see the the booth over there that's like a forest with all the little animals and fairies in it that's so cute and I know at one point you were talking about making costumes and things that we're going to go inside of your booth is that still a thing um I mean I would love to do that but I just don't have the time it doesn't feel like the most lucrative for you. it doesn't no but maybe you make costumes for you and whoever's helping you oh yeah yeah definitely and then you sell those patterns oh I don't know about that I've never made patterns for people. <laughs> well, they're costumes. They're not like fitted clothing. Yeah, maybe. I'll Just a thought. It. Okay. <laughs> you think about it. But I would also like, um, and again, like I'm just throwing stuff out here. You take what you want and leave the rest. Mm-hmm. But like if you decided like, I'd like to make more of these little animals, like you have some of these animals around that aren't necessarily for sale but the patterns are um but they're like kind of your decoration they're brought to life versions of the things the artwork on the walls that you are selling i think that that could be really cool yeah i can do that um, that's going to take me a while to build up but i can definitely sure and you don't have to have it all built up for show number one but like maybe every show if you can make one animal plus pattern 
just to kind of, if they fall in love with that, you can go, well, that's not for sale. You can buy the pattern or you can buy the artwork. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Or if they offer you a thousand dollars, you can be like, all right, fine. Take it. <laughs> I've had that happen to me before. Yeah. <laughs> not a thousand dollars, but a lot. Enough that you were like, okay, fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. My Percival from To Find a Wonder, they wanted to buy that. So, um, yeah. All right. Will you do me a quick favor? Because I know we're running out of time. And just look mm -hmm. at my website quick. Um, yeah. I want to show you the other things, the other thing that I've been pretty excited about. Um, so it's furandfeatherfriends.com. Yeah. Portfolio or not? Yeah, so it's the hand-painted family crests. Oh. Um, so those three are just the first three samples that I've done. I'm working on some more, but um, those were my- parents have Highlanders. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Well, they just hold them. That's so, a cool idea. Uh, yeah, and I really love doing it. And, you know, it fits into my storybook, you know, family history, mm -hmm. things that I love symbols um so yeah that was something else I was um gonna start offering I have them listed at, at, as starting at 150 dollars how much do you love this on a scale of one to ten um eight eight or nine okay great um <laughs> would you be willing to devote the what do you want to call it? The better part of the next three months to getting your audience used to them and sell it. Mm -hmm. You would, yeah, yeah. I've already got, you know, I've already got two others in the works. So all of these um, prices and dolls and patterns and all of that. Mm -hmm. Most of these are for sale on Etsy or your shows that you're doing. And then these are your main focus of the internet. Does that sound accurate? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, if I'm thinking about the only thing I'm, I'm thinking is how does that fit in with what we were just talking about like can we bring that into so essentially the difference is A level of detail. We've still got the simple white background. They're custom, you know what I mean? Right. It's not just. I'm just trying I to think, like, if you wanted to bring the, and it might, make, it might not make sense, but if you did want to bring these into your booth, mm -hmm. would they go? Is what well, I'm my thought out. was I could make some that were, you know, like, um, uh, um, like celebrating, like say Christmas, for example, we'll just say Christmas. Mm -hmm. 
you know, like I could make a Christmas um, one that anybody could use. It doesn't have their name on it or whatever. You know what I mean? So like I can, a template? Not, not exactly a, a template, but, you know, it would be something they could purchase if they wanted to, but they, so like it, it, it's not so custom that it wouldn't you know, appeal to many people. But what if it wasn't? What if what? You know how like on Etsy people have, like I ordered a Valentine card mm-hmm. on Etsy and then we printed them, but like you could change the text on it or something. So oh, it's okay. like, it looks like this, but we put your family name on it and mm-hmm. it'll come printed or whatever. I don't know how you do that. It's just a thought, just throwing it out there again. Right. Take it, don't take it, whatever. Um, but back to this. What do you think? Do you think that they would belong in the same tent? It has that same storybook type of feel, for sure. Uh-huh. I agree with that. I think they would probably do better at, you know, like the Renaissance Festival or the Celtic Festival than maybe Art on the Grand. Um, you know. Yeah. So what if you curate your booth to wherever you're going? So like the Celtic Festival, maybe you have these and something that goes really well with these. Mm-hmm. And then like a different one, you have more of like the artwork. It's always like the same foresty setting kind of deal. Like that's still in the back of our minds, but we curate whatever we're selling for that group. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's kind of what I um, had been doing previously anyway. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's how, that feels good for sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, so what'd you say, 150? Mm-hmm. For a five by seven size. Um, I wasn't sure if that was the right price. Why, do, why five by seven? Um, because it's easily framed, I guess, and put on a dresser. Um, Is that about five by seven? Yeah, about. That might be a six by nine, actually, but very similar. It just feels like it's a nice little size that can be framed and put on a dresser or, you know, like above the changing table on a, and um, uh-huh. nursery or whatever. I feel like if it gets bigger, then it's like you have to hang it. You have to, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think I agree with you. I was going to push back on it. Five by seven. Yeah, I think I will Does that do feel it. too low or too high? Say that again. You said 150. Does that feel too low or too high? Well, my thought was, you know, as I do more and more and more, I'm going to have all of these elements that are already drawn to to pull from and to use. You know what I mean? So I won't. So you'll like upload them to Illustrator or something, and Mm -hmm. I'll have to paint it, but right, you won't have to redraw it all the time. So that was kind of my thinking on these. Um. 
you know, eventually I'll just, I'll have a portfolio of all kinds of symbols and banner types and shield types. And you know what I mean? That people yeah. can choose from. Are you, are you making these with real people in mind? Yeah, these are my, um, my new stepsister. These are her children. <laughs> so I asked her, you know, tell me, tell me more about the kids, what they like, what, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. So Let's start with 150. Okay. And see what happens. Okay. If you're either gonna go, this is way too much work for $150, or you're gonna go, I can knock these out. And this is a great thing to do. And I wanna just do six of these a month and call it good. Like <laughs> I don't know yet where it's gonna go, and neither do you, but I think 150 is a good get our feet wet kind of price. Okay. I feel like you agree? Yeah, I do. Mm -hmm. And then we might find, I, I don't really think we're ever going to go lower, but we might find that we want to go higher. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Do you feel like you have a sturdy, I know where I'm going next? Um, yes, now it's just getting it done and doing some brainstorming about how I can turn my booth into a magical forest, but that's fun. And I have, my best friend is very creative and professional photographer, so she will be all over that, <laughs> helping me with that. That sounds fun. <laughs> and like, don't stress about going so far, like even just the little touches and then you keep adding on to it as you have ideas. Right. Great. Um, you, the only thing I'm worried about is you have lots of different things pulling you different directions, which I think is almost something you need, but I worry about prioritizing. So let's just real quick together. So I got to get going, but I still want to do this real quick. Um, we've got the doll, the pattern, doll and pattern. We've got... What did we call these? Insignias or something? Coat of arms. Coat yeah. of arms. Um, we've got our booth. And um, uploading to Etsy and website. Etsy and website. So that's going to be your um, May project. Yes, I agree. Uh, so for the next two weeks, and also like we're going to start advertising these in May. Mm -hmm. So that gives you about two weeks to do some of this other stuff. I'm not saying you have to finish it, but like, what do you want to work on for the next two weeks? Right. So I'm going to work on um, getting more stuff up onto my Etsy and my website. And at night, I will, uh, I will work on getting that doll and that sewing pattern. Because that, that's something... Okay. On the couch. I want you to prioritize the doll and the pattern for the next two weeks. Okay. And try to finish that and get it done. Get it. Okay. And then starting May, we'll start with uploading and editing and keywording Etsy. That's actually good because starting in May, my magazine job drops to very little. So I'll have more time, Great. more computer time to dedicate to that. Yeah. So you have your magazine time, which is on your computer and this 
off the computer thing will be like kind of your therapy. Yes. If I'm tell if if you're having to go do more computer, I think you're gonna go nuts. So good. I'm glad that worked out that way. Yeah, that'll work. That works. Okay, great. All right. So then we're gonna have the doll in the pattern. The doll's gonna be done, the pattern's gonna be done, I think, probably. Um, and then we're gonna start working on and <laughs> advertising these and uploading to Etsy as our background project. Excuse me. Okay. All right. I gotta go get my kiddos from school. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. I'm again so sorry about that, but thank you for checking in with me because I wouldn't have known. So I'm glad. <laughs> all, right. all right. Thank you. Glad it worked out. You're welcome. Yeah. Bye. Bye.